All right, episode 24, Kneel Down Podcast, officially one freaking week away. I feel like I feel like this is the worst week because there's no preseason. We're just we're just waiting. The the anticipation is definitely building, but we both have a couple fantasy drafts left, so we do a uh, uh, redraft and then our dynasty startup both on Tuesday. Uh, but uh, I'm just I'm just so impatient right now. I know. <laughs> and we we'll, and we get Thursday, and then we're off for two days for football. Well, for NFL, we get obviously college is going to be ramping up this upcoming week. Yeah. Um. But yes, we we're almost there. Just gotta wait. Just one more week, and we're there. I know. I was texting with our buddy Realtor this or this morning, and uh, we got a call scheduled for next Thursday. He's like, "Yeah, anytime before six thirty works. I got for, I got football to watch." I was like, same, buddy. <laughs> I know. I might have to drive up to Green Bay on Thursday. And I'm like, do I go right at 5 or do I just say screw it and wait till the game's over at 10? Because I, I, I don't want to miss it, you know, and I'd hit Milwaukee traffic. So I'm in a, I'm in a pickle right now. Yeah, you got some more things to work through here. Oh, yeah. Uh, but on today's episode, we got a nice draft for you. And then uh, we'll do some quick three sleepers for fantasy that, uh, you know, either are, are on your waiver wire or to, you know, take with your last pick uh, before we do our week one preview next week. So it's football season's here, guys. Yeah, this is the last. This is, well, what are we doing next week? What, what's on the schedule for next week? We're going to be doing a preview for week one, right? Yeah. Okay. So this is our last kind of, you know, kind of uh slow not slower but like kind of softer um week before we get into it before we get into the rankings of teams ranking of players and big waiver wires so um we got a lot of fun stuff planned for for next for the season but starting next week uh it starts let's go all right today's draft i had the question and i was sitting thinking what is the best – this is not going to be gender neutral. This is for stri- strictly guys, I'm assuming. But <laughs> what what are the best five millennial childhood growing up toys or things or anything like that that you could receive at Christmas? So picture yourself running yep. down the stairs in your pajamas, eight-year-old you, nine-year-old you, early 2000s, maybe as old as 2010, I guess. Okay. But what I, I, it, I know I'm missing a ton of things, but – I'll, I'll kick this off here. The first thing I did receive, not that I want, I, I did want it, but like some of these things on my list I never got. But the first thing I did get was a Guitar Hero. Okay. So I have a question. Is that considered a gaming console? Um, I would, I, I don't know actually. Cause there was, there was Guitar Hero and Rock Band and then you can buy like, I, I would say yes, because it's just the Damn whole. Damn it! Well, I, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, that was my, so. That was my one-on-one, like a full like gaming console, like the Xbox, the PS2, three Wii's. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you, you th- those are all better picks than Guitar Hero, but that was one specific <laughs> thing. <laughs> so you get all gaming consoles. Correct. <laughs> okay, so that's a great game console. It was my 101. Um, I remember 
Um, my dad, this is the one only time I did it. My dad told me because he wanted to see if I was trustworthy or not. He's like, hey, all your presents are in this are in this middle room uh, closet. You can look if you want or you can wait and be surprised. <laughs> he told me that on December, the day after my birthday. So December 12th. So I had to wait, you know, 13 days and I, you know, I beat him home after school. I would just be sitting. I, I did. Yeah, I had the same thing. I did peak one year and that was the worst year because the excitement wasn't there. Yep. And of course, the only thing I saw was a Wii. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my. And I, and I didn't tell him for probably five years that I knew because I played it off. But yep, that is a good one. That is a good one. Well, let's hear your 102 now. So my 102... <clears throat> Um, I kind of just felt like our generation and I don't know how it is with, you know, I kind of look at my brothers and all his friends when they were younger and they didn't really, I didn't feel like they really had them, but I felt like my friends and I always had them. I always got them for birthdays, Christmas, and they were just jerseys. Okay. That's not on my list, but that's a great pick. I probably had 50 NFL jerseys. Jesus. I would get, I will want, I would get, you know, two or three for my birthday or Christmas. And then my grandpa and I had a bet. Every A I got was two jerseys. A B was one, C none, D or F. I had to owe him jerseys. Um, so I, I had just 50 jerseys. All my friends had jerseys. We'd swap. Um, we did the, we were the original jersey swap people. So, <laughs> oh, what was the mo- most worn jersey you've ever worn? How many times and what was it? Oh, man. That I wore, mm, probably, mm, I, <laughs> it was before his, uh, he went to jail, but the black Michael Vick jersey was a, hot, was a oh popular God. one. <laughs> I had a recess. red one. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was a popular one. And then also I wore my Brian Urlacher jersey a lot as well, which is surprising. Oh, big Packer fan over here. Yeah. But I just, I mean, Erlacher is probably one of, one of my favorite players during, you know, that time, you know. Right. But yeah, any jerseys. All right. So now, you, you got me nervous because I, I really wanted both of them, and my second one definitely got back. I'm going with another electronic. It was the very first iPod Touch. Oh, okay. Do you, never, do you ever have iPod Touch? I did, but I oh never my. really used it. Oh my god! It was before iPhones. It was before like cell. You, you got like these cool cell phones. If you had, I had the razor razor phone in my one pocket and my iPod Touch in my other pocket. <laughs> that, I did have one, but I also had like the iPod Nano, which gave which gave me all my songs because I was never a big like game person. I guess I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, I was going to say, I only I only used it for songs maybe 10% of the time. Right. You got, you got those basic-ass games that kept us entertained for hours. Nothing beats Doodle Jump. Yeah, the flicking fishing game, the Zippo yeah. lighter. The Angry Birds. <laughs> yeah, the gun that made gun sounds. <laughs> yeah, I just got so many different guns. <laughs> I'm glad I got that. <laughs> All right, my next one. Um, This was more, it was a a birthday present but you know you chris it kind of you know i was my birthday was super close to christmas and my brothers and i we used it all the time in the times that we could um and it's a trampoline Ooh, i forgot about that one yeah i'm gonna forget things so we would put the sprinkler underneath we'd have like (laughs) um we've had balls on our trampoline we do like sumo wrestling and 
I mean, yeah. obviously, we couldn't put it up until May. Did but... you crack the egg? Oh, yeah, we cracked the egg. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really bad because my one brother and I, we were 10 and 8 years younger or older than our other brothers. So we would just torture them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the and, best. And then we would just obviously get grounded from it for a day and then we'd be right back at it. So we would move it <laughs> so our parents couldn't see us out the window. But that, a lot of fun times on the sprinkler uh, trampoline. Damn, I, I, I'm kind of mad. I missed trampoline. Uh, three more picks left. I'm gonna get my last electronic thing out of the way. Well, Did you like ever that. go outside? <laughs> not really. <laughs> no, speaking of, oh, I thought of another one, but electric scooter. Okay, not a random scooter, an electric scooter. Oh, yeah, no, just get razor scooters out of my face. Like, me out of your ankles. <laughs> oh my god. I, I had both, but nothing beat, beat riding around that electric scooter around around the block. Didn't have to do any work. You're just chilling like a villain. All right. <laughs> so I did not have that. What I had is my next pick, and it's just a standard just bicycle. Yeah. I feel like getting a bike back then meant so much more and because everyone would bike to their friend's house, and you would know who, where everyone was. There'd be seven bikes in the front yard. Yeah, but bike is a classic, classic pick. Everybody had a bike growing up. For, oh, yeah, for our generation. I mean, I still I still see them, you know, around. I was driving around uh, town yesterday, and I saw a couple kids on their bikes. And I was like, huh, that kind of just brought me back. Yeah, and you don't see them any nowadays sitting in the front yard or. No. Did you did you have pegs on your bike? Oh, for sure. Of course. Yeah. I <laughs> I had one buddy who just wouldn't get a bike, so I always had to pick him up and peg oh him my God. I it 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 blew my mind that they made front pegs too. Who the hell oh, is yeah. in the front? That, that was just <laughs> dangerous. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's funny. Uh, <laughs> my fourth pick. So at least I have one quick story before right. <laughs> on bikes. So my buddies and I we all we'd all meet at uh, one friend's house on the way to school, and my one buddy, uh, I think, got was it a huck? Um, God, he got a really expensive bike, like three hundred dollars. I forget the brand. And we were driving to school. We were riding our bikes to school, and he biffed it, <laughs> and his elbows bleed. And this was like right in front of school, so all the parents are dropping off the school. Oh, the buses no. are there. And he's bleeding his elbow, his freaking knee. And he just got the bike like yesterday. And we're like, dude, are you okay? And he goes, Is my bike scratched? Like all he cared about was his bike. And he's just dripping blood on his knees and elbows. You said he got the bike the day before. Did he literally like the day before, two days before? Did he know how to ride a bike before he got this new bike? He did. He just, he went to like kind of do like a quick turn and he hit a crack, one of those, almost like a crack. And just lost control and just we all look back and we're like, oh my god, he's bleeding. And then he just goes, Is my bike scratched? And we just oh lost god. it. Straight to the nurse. <laughs> oh just That's a classic hilarious. story in our in our high school, middle school friend group. Uh I, my school was always too far to ride bikes, so Oh, oh wow. Never had that problem. <laughs> uh my fourth pick here, Hot Wheels cars with the track. Okay, the you wind it up, send her on the track, see how far each car could me- could measure up, and see which ones are the best. I do that shit for hours doing the same. Did you have track. the Did you have the the rug of the town? 
Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I was riding around that town like nobody's business. <laughs> oh, like the GTA without video games is crashing into whatever you could. Yeah. It was just so many varieties of Hot Wheels. Like, you, you could never get bored with them. You can get them for every Christmas and ne- never get a duplicate. Uh, it was a, what, like a, you could get a six pack, a 24 pack. Yeah, nothing beat it. Nothing beat it. Well, I think, oh, I got, what, I have two left. One is personal, which I would I received it almost every year. And the next is what my brothers got, which just seemed like so much fun, but I never really had them because I didn't have any brothers, so I'd just be playing with my dad. He'd get sick of it. So I'm going to go with what my brothers got a lot, Nerf guns. Ooh, I forgot about those. Yes. It was awful when my little brothers got them from my aunt because she would obviously it would be te- they would terrorize me and shoot me with them. But when we would get them, we would just take over. And then we had bazookas, we had the single pistols, the all of them. Ooh, that's a good pick. Damn all it. <laughs> you guys never had ner- like nerf gun wars? I we did, and we also had the uh, handheld ones with like they, they shot the flying discs out. Of- oh yeah, oh yeah, those were OG. Yep, yeah, th- that was the OG nerf. <laughs> oh yeah, those. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> your dogs would always find. Well, you didn't have a dog, but dogs would chew them. Oh, that is a great pick. Um, but the thing I have two left on my list. You didn't take. I only wrote six down, so I'm glad you didn't take any of them. I wrote six down as well. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. Legos. Oh, you you're a big Lego guy. Big big Lego. Wow. Guy. Like just like the standard, you just keep building or like designed Legos. Uh, we didn't have like many sets. It was just like the basic Legos. We had like a Lego table growing up, so like okay, a, a four by four table, all just like the base of a Lego. You could start off with. It was cool. Okay, my dad would get like the big expensive like Titanics, and he'd be like, "Mace, want to build this?" I'm like, "Dad, I'm eight. I can't. It says twelve and up. I can't do this." Yeah, I, I didn't have any of those like intricate sets. I couldn't build anything cool. I just stacked shit. <laughs> just make <laughs> just big towers. Literally, my specialty was just straight towers. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. that... That is a good one. My youngest brother was obsessed with Legos, and they would just be all over the house. But that is a good one. Uh, my last one is, again, you didn't um, – I know just knowing you, you didn't really go to a lot of Bears games or anything like that, but I would always get tickets for my birthday for Packers games. Wow. Um, so tickets for me is a top five just because, you know, I grew up like a mile from the stadium, I, and um, it was just – it, so I always knew I was going to at least one game a year, mo- usually two. But opening that, my dad would put it in like the biggest box, and then a box on top of that, a box in that, box oh in that, God. box in that, and then the tickets were there. That's pretty sick. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get any tickets for Christmas. We just, I don't know, either went to a, a random preseason game or whatnot. But yeah, what, what was the last thing on your list? My, it was the gaming council that you took. Oh yeah. Mine was, yeah. tra- mine was trading cards. I didn't know if I wanted to go Pokemon or, like, baseball or football or if I could just get trading cards. But every, okay. year, every year, I just got, to like, a whole sleeve of cards. See, I was never big into the cards, even though, like, my cousin was obsessed with them. And I'd go there and I'd play not knowing. And then my mom like, you want some? I'm like, no, I'm okay. Like, <laughs> it was just <laughs> never for Pokemon. And you, even though I, ha- I probably had probably 100 each. And they just sat in, in my shoebox. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
I, I, at my current house, I'm 20, almost 27. I still have, like, <laughs> I still probably have four full, full binders of uh, baseball cards, full, four full binders of Yu Gi Oh cards. I'm talking like 03, 04. Magnum who you, who are you battling these days? Your dogs? <laughs> Bro, someone wants to come catch these hands. They're going to lose. <laughs> you and Evan got a meet up. He's obsessed with Pokemon. See, I didn't I didn't do Pokemon. I, I collected Pokemon cards, but I never battled Pokemon. Okay. It was just Yu-Gi-Oh for sure. Okay. He says he has probably like ten thousand dollars worth of like Pokemon cards. I believe it. If you got some rare cards, they have yeah. you get yeah. those graded. Yeah, it's wild. Uh oh, I'm glad we didn't steal each other. Well, except for the one oh one, but yeah. Except for the <laughs> main pick. <laughs> that was too easy of a pick. Uh, right. Well, I'll let you start with the sleepers. I hope we don't know who the other person has. So I, you went first for this, so I'm going to go first because I don't want you taking my number one. Oh, that's fine. I don't care. I don't think we'll have any of the same sleepers. My first sleeper is uh, Wendell Robinson, wide receiver from the Giants. Um, okay. He is going super late, almost undrafted. He, The Giants have a terrible, terrible receiving room. Uh, Kenny Galladay, the most expensive receiver this year, they're talking about. They were almost talking about cutting him, but they couldn't because of how much he cost in dead cap. It'd be like thirty million in dead cap if they cut him. Right. Um, he hasn't been healthy in two years. He even just out there running routes, he just looks so much slower. You got Kadarius Tony, who when he's on the field, he's great, but then he punches people, and. <laughs> He can't stay healthy. He's battling the – he had probably five different injuries last year. He's been in and out of camp. Sterling Shepard, who, who cares? He's not even he's, – he's done. He's washed. So, Wendell Robinson might be the, healthy, the healthiest receiver on the team to start week one, and he has solidified himself as the main slot guy. And the new head coach, Brian Dable, loves his slot receivers. If you remember for the past three years – being with the Bills and Cole Beasley is the OC. Cole Beasley saw over a hundred receptions all three years when he's in his early thirties to mid thirties. Robinson is a small shifty receiver who was a gadget guy in college and he's going super late. I could see him getting a hundred targets and just ending up as a, maybe not a wide receiver two, but a wide receiver three possibly, which is going way better than where he's going being drafted. Right. I, I was going to say, he doesn't have to burn the house down and be a wide receiver, too. All of our – they're sleepers for a reason. They're meant to be, you know, on your bench. And if they break out, you got them. So, right. I, I, yeah, I like that. He, I mean, he, he, if he's a wide receiver one on the Giants, why couldn't he finish as a, you know, RB or a wide receiver like 23? You know, right at the end of the wide receiver 24. If he's the main receiving option, there's – you know, who says that he can't, you know, there's a lot of ifs and that that's what goes into sleepers. If this happens, if this happens, right. but I just think where he's going, he's going to finish way above where he's going. So take the chance on the rookie rookies always outperform their ADP as well. Rookie receivers. So that's my first sleeper. Well, I love to hear you say that because of my one redraft team, I did draft right now. He's on my bench right now. So yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, my first, my first two go hand in hand. They kind of like balance each other out. My first one is Justin Fields. I know I'm being a homer, but he is a rushing – he's a young quarterback with immense rushing upside. He, had, yep. he played 10, 10 – he started and get 10 games last year. He had over 400 rushing yards. I don't get why we're giving 
Trey Lance all this hype. Get, granted, he's on a better team with better weapons, but Justin Fields and Trey Lance could easily finish with the same amount of rushing yards this year, and we're drafting Trey Lance in the eighth, ninth round, and Fields has been on every single one of my waiver wires. So I, even if he does throw 20 touchdowns, which, which isn't insane, and he rushes for 800 yards and a couple more touchdowns, he's going to he's gonna be in the top 15. I just think the biggest difference is, one, we know what Kyle Shanahan can do. If you had Justin Fields on the Niners, it would be the exact opposite. Justin Fields would be getting all the hype, and Lance wouldn't be. Exactly, so, I think, yeah. so I think it's just with the new the coaching and then the offensive line is really the only biggest difference on why people are sleeping on Justin Fields. But, yeah, you hit it right in the head. Running quarterback, he's young. He's got a couple good weapons. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I know he's kind of going around like that. Um, at least even in Dynasty, he's going super late, like around Derek Carr. Right. You I know, mean, it's like you could go Tom Brady and then, you know, for one more year, possibly maybe two, who knows, or even Aaron Rodgers for two years and then get Justin Fields. Right. I mean, you, you, rushing is king for quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance. I mean, I'm not saying Fields is any of those guys, but if he puts up similar numbers – I mean, I, I'm stashing him with my last pick in one of these leagues. He, I'm going to hit on him in one of these leagues. <laughs> I, I just, You'll I, be the guy that called it. I saw someone drop Tua, and I picked up Tua as my last pick. I dropped Valus Jones. He's, he's not going to do anything this year. No, he will not. Well, he's almost – he's about to retire in two years. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got, I got Russ. Russ is going to be in my lineup every week. If, right. if, if Tua goes out and lights the world on fire weeks one through three, I'm going to trade him off for someone. Yeah, I mean, two definitely could have a great. I don't know who they play week one, but you know, just with those weapons, you know, it, well, and Waddle might be out now, so Tyree Kill, his, I am he's, sweating that he's my wide receiver two right now. Waddle is, yeah, I'm. Sweating I mean, it's right just now. week one. I mean, something crazy, but it just doesn't. He's he's doesn't had he's had a quote right. unquote undisclosed lower body injury for weeks now. It doesn't oh. feel right. <laughs> Yeah, so now my obviously my take on Tua uh, busting is wrong, but if Waddle wasn't hurt, I would still believe it. Gotcha. All right, well, who's your second guy here? I went – it's a running back from the Rams, but it's not Cam Akers. Whoa. I went Henderson. Um, People are starting to get on the Henderson train here. And he's going su- – all these guys obviously are going super late ADP, but – McVeigh had said, we have two starting running backs. We're going to use them both. So right there alone, if you get two guys who are going to be used both, whether it's 60-40 or maybe even worst case 70-30 for Henderson, he's going in the 15th, 14th, maybe even some earliest 13th round. That's a that's a, a steal for a guy who could be a 50-50 running, uh, share, timeshare on the Rams. We know that McVeigh – would love to ground and pound the running backs. We know what he did with Todd Gurley for years and years. And Akers' injury, I know they're both kind of injury prone, but Akers' injury with that Achilles is far worse than Henderson with a pulled handy and the yeah. recovery time. If if Akers is not what he was before the injury and he is what he was after, and that was in the playoffs where he averaged 2.5 yards a carry, they're not going to keep using Akers. Right. That's not going to win them ball games. So Henderson could easily be a 50-50 timeshare running back. And Stafford's elbow, who knows how that looks. Passing attempts could get dropped down. Or 
they're dumping off to the receiver or the, to the running backs more. So we're just with with Henderson, who was the main back last year, didn't get used in the playoffs. That's why they used Cam Akers because Henderson wasn't available. That's why I like Henderson as a steal. Um, I would not get Akers and Henderson because if they're both playing, they're you know then only they're not that valuable if they're both healthy, right? Um, especially with Akers ADP. Yeah, I, I mean Henderson, he he did great when it was just him last year. Uh, I this is giving me big like Von Broncos like back backfield vibes, but the starting running back is injury prone. So right, and I it's mean, not it's not you know a pulled hammy for a week or two here or something. You know, it's not Christian McCaffrey injury prone. It's a torn Achilles. Marlon Mack was was a starting running back. Yeah, for the Texans, and they just cut him because they're going to trust a fourth, fifth round running back. Pierce over him, who doesn't have that Achilles injury. Yeah, torn Achilles. That they do not have a great track record of continuing career, especially the first two years after. A couple, a couple years after three, four, five, they're a little bit better. But now they've aged. I mean, it, it's 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 awful what it does, uh, you know, running backs and how they can't bounce back from it. Right. Yeah, I I will. I love that pick. I don't know if Henderson. I don't. I didn't get Henderson, but I would love him on my team. He, yeah. He, I, yeah. The guy I play week one in the league that you're not in with me has Akers and Henderson. And as he drafted, he's like, well, I got one of the Rams. I got both the Rams back, so whoever's healthy that week, I'm playing. <laughs> I mean, if one's out, the other's going to – the other should be in your lineup. Yeah. Uh, so, my next pick, like I said, goes hand-in-hand hand with Fields. He's another quarterback who's not getting drafted, and he's the exact opposite of Justin Fields, and that's Matt Ryan. Peep, so Matt Ryan's not mobile? No. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? But so going off the same narrative, we're gonna we're gonna we compared Fields and Lance. Why are we not comparing Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins? I I, I feel like the granted the Vikings do have better weapons. Matt Ryan, he could throw for four thousand yards in this offense. He has a number one like he had in Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones and Michael Pittman. He has a great running game now to you know kind of even out that uh even out the uh passing rushing attack if he throws for four thousand yards and 25 touchdowns isn't that is that not what kirk cousins is going to do this year yeah that's what kirk cousins is i think kirk cousins had 30 touchdowns but yeah just right there i i don't I, again i don't understand why we're giving praise to one guy and leaving the other guy on the waivers left for dead is it just because he's a little bit older matt ryan's yeah. a former mvp i think he's still got some left in the tank here he, he definitely does. The Colts have been trying to get a quarterback. They tried with um, Rivers. They tried with Wentz, and now they're trying to get Ryan. They know that that's their weakness right now, and they're just throwing those veterans at them. And, you know, Matt Ryan, you know, is the best one out of the three, you know, on talent when it comes to talent-wise. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've definitely – if I get into that where I – I don't like the quarter, the early round quarterbacks, or I don't like the guy, uh, guys, the late round guys that I do like, so I can pick before before me. I've kind of waited, at least in some mocks. And I've taken Matt Ryan twice, and obviously, no, I don't love it because he doesn't have top five upside. You know, he probably doesn't have top ten, but he could be 11, 12, and maybe, maybe get the top ten. And I took him in the fifteenth round. Yeah, I mean, he's a QB two. He's he could be a streamer most weeks, and if you take Trey Lance, and you know he. In the eighth, ninth round, and he busts. God forbid you pick up Matt Ryan on the waivers. You get yourself a top twelve quarterback half the weeks, and you got four games with against the Texans and Jags. Bingo! 
And yeah. t- I know Titans have Titans have a weird. They were a really a weirdly statistical defense last year, but I'm not afraid to play the Titans. No. So that's six games where he could be a top a top twelve quarterback in those weeks. Right. I mean, I'm not happy if he's my every week quarterback, but if I keep him on the bench and stream him in positive matchups, and if you have a deep bench, you know, four spots, five spots, then you know I'm not taking a second quarterback. But if you no. have a deep, if you have a deep bench, seven guys, just stash someone like that for streaming weeks. It's and, better and we, than it's better than keeping. Um, if you drafted Henry and then you take the backup running back, you know it's better than that because the only way you're going to play him is if there's an injury. Right. You could play a streaming quarterback if they're playing Seattle or Atlanta and just and they can get you 25 points. Right. Yeah. So I I mean especially in our leagues where everybody's taking two quarterbacks. Oh my god. The, the streaming options are looking ugly if you have a league that takes two quarterbacks. Oh, and league. two tight ends. Yeah. They're. God, I'm so pissed. I'm trying I'm trying to trade for maybe a tight end or something. Like I just don't I don't mind the tight end that I I, I don't actually just kidding. I really don't like it at all. Who's that, Jared uh, Everett? It's Everett, who's on a good offense with a great quarterback, high power, so everything is in is good, but there's just he's the fifth option, fourth option. Right. Yeah, um, you're you're not gonna be happy with him most weeks. No, I'm not. But to talk about tight ends and sleeper tight ends, I have David Njoku. I almost wrote him down, but I didn't. Um, he's still young. He's 26 years old. They always say in fantasy to follow the money, and he just got paid. Um, so they're not going to pay a man and then not use him. Like that just makes zero sense. They're gonna they're gonna use him. There's only Amari Cooper is the only main target, and then who a rookie wide receiver, like. Yeah, you got Peoples Jones who hasn't done anything. You got you got the pass catching back or back, not backs, but <laughs> and Hunt. Yeah, like there, there's right. just it's not a big receiving room. He should be. I would suspect him to be the second most targeted guy on their team. Um, you know, Brissett isn't you know the greatest, but he likes to dump off to his tight ends. Najoku's a big bodied guy who could see a lot of red zone targets. And then when Deshaun Watson does come back, now you have a high-powered quarterback that you know, that can stretch the field more, and the joke he can stretch the field because of his, because of his athleticism. And again, he's going the 14th, 15th round. Again, your last pick. If you get stuck and you and every tight end's going again, and you take him, that's a good. He's a good streamer, but he could be a good every week, like a solid eight to nine points. All right, so let's set the baseline here. Obviously, we're taking Komet over Njoku, right? Yes. What about Mike Kosicki? Uh, I'd probably go Njoku. Yeah, I mean, I, I was that was that was a trap, but I would also go Njoku. Kosicki is blocking, and that's pretty much it. It's looking like this year. Yeah. Uh, what about Hunter Henry? Uh, man, I feel like... Hunter Henry always gets like eight touchdowns, but not by like, but like hardly any year. yards. Hey, he snuck his way in the top ten last year. He did. I'd probably take Najoku. Wow. All right. And then obviously over like Irv Smith and all those bottom tier guys. If Irv Smith wasn't hurt and he just got back to camp, I think I'd go Irv Smith just because of the quarterback and the offense will be a lot better. But since he's just coming back back off a broken thumb. Hasn't gotten all those reps in the new offense. I think I'd go Njoku. Okay. All right. Well, there there you have it. 
taking Joku over uh, everybody but Komet in those bottom tier guys. Oh, for sure. Komet is to the moon. <laughs> to the moon. Bears <laughs> options. We love them. They have good options, but they're just, I just don't see them doing well when it comes to <laughs> wins and losses. At every spot for the Bears have great ADPs. They really do. Even <laughs> even Montgomery in the fourth round is still a good ADP, even though there's that report coming out where they don't know how well he's going to fit in this offense. It, it's still a good ADP for what should be the starting running back. All right. Uh, my last guy, Pat, wide receiver three in a pass-happy offense. Isaiah McKenzie. Okay. I, I didn't know if you were going to go Tyler Boyd when you said wide receiver three. Uh, I could have gone him too. Slot receiver, Cole Beasley last year. 82 targets, 693 yards. He was a wide receiver 40. So if you think Josh Allen's going to throw for 4,500 yards, give Diggs 1,200, gave Davis 1,000, why can't Isaiah McKenzie get close to that 800 mark? Why, why can't he outperform Cole Beasley what he did last year. The that's, old that's, man, running backs, Colby's. Yeah. So if those three receivers get those, the 1,200, 1,000, and 800, that's only 3,000 yards. Josh Allen still has 4,500 wiggle room to, for his running backs and tight ends. McKenzie could surpass 800 yards, and you're drafting him. He, he's not going undrafted, but he's going, what, 12, 13, 14th round? He's right around there. Yeah, I mean, for it for the upside, it, you know, if you're playing best ball leagues – Upside is, you know, he'll, he'll, he could get two touchdowns one game. Uh, if you have a ton of guys on bye week, the wide receiver 40 doesn't sound that bad to me. No, there was uh, two games in the last two years where Cole Beasley was out and McKenzie was to kind of took over for him. Fit, had a uh, top five finishes both times. I know a small sample size, but had top five finishes in both. Um, and do you know where Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis ended up? It was like wide receiver 45, wasn't it? Uh, I'd have to go back and look, but it was around there. It was around there. And he was the wide receiver four on that team. Exactly. I mean, if I'm taking a, if I'm throwing darts blindly at a wall at these last few rounds, I'm taking somebody on the best offense. Right. I mean, yeah, uh, you hear wide receiver three and you're like gross, but then you look at the, you know, Justin Herbert with Josh Palmer. We just mentioned obviously Tyler Boyd with Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, and Alex McKenzie. I mean, look for the high-powered offenses, and even KJ Osborne over in Minnesota. Right. right. Yeah. There's there's some great value on these high-power offense teams. With our, there, there's enough passing yards to go around for some of these guys. No, there really are. I'm surprised all of us liked our like the sleepers. I know. I I don't think I've taken McKenzie, um, but it's not a, a fact of like gross. It might have been because there was that I do like KJ Osborne. You know. Uh, I just like another one of those wide receiver threes, just a little bit better. Right. But, and, you know, Osborne has, you know, done it a little bit more than McKenzie, but McKenzie's still a great option. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, like we said before in previous episodes, once you get in these later rounds, take your guys who you believe in. Who's to say our, all six of our, our guys won't just bust and you'll be on the waiver wire by week four? Who cares? Just take who you believe in. Right. And who you and these picks are not guys that, you don't care if they get eight points on your bench because they're going to stay on your bench. Right. You're, you're going to see they get 16, then you're going to look at the matchup the next week, and you're like, okay, they just played a top defense. Now they got a little bit easier one. Let's play him. Like, these guys are going to boom or bust, and their, their busts are going to be like three points or less. They didn't get a target, maybe. But their booms are going to be 20. They're just going to win you that week. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with these bench late-round bench guys, 
your mindset should almost be like, okay, let's take a shot on this guy. If I'm wrong, who cares? Let's pick somebody else off the waiver and try them. I mean, these last few guys aren't really meant to be on your team unless they boom. So, Right. And these guys are also good if you're in DraftKings, um, really good cheap options in DraftKings so you can get two top running backs or a top running back, a top receiver, and then you throw these guys as one of your flexes. Right. All right, so those were our sleepers. Let's before we close this out, let's talk about well, let's talk about Brian Robinson. <laughs> well, oh, I that that was I oh. I I was driving back that one uh, on Sunday when we got the news from uh, Missouri, and my brother yeah. he, he leans over, he's like, "You have Brian Robinson on your team, right?" He goes, or he's like, "You know who Brian Robinson is?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, he just got shot." I was like, "Oh." My God! Literally two hours after he was named the starting running back, that's insane. Why? I know there's a lot of jokes going around. The, yeah, yeah, but 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 it, it really is pretty serious. But I'm glad we are glad he's okay. Yeah, well, he's doing okay. I, we we still don't know the whereabouts of Antonio Gibson. <laughs> I didn't know if it was too soon to crack jokes. Or not. No, I mean he he is. <laughs> if he wasn't doing okay, then it's not, and he can't crack jokes. But he's out of the hospital. He was at the facility yesterday. Um, I know, and I drafted him, and uh, obviously before it had happened, and I was excited because I, I, everything creeping up to you know the two couple days ago, he was gonna be the main guy. I got him in the thirteenth round, and I'm like, I just got an RB one. Yeah, we don't know if he's going to if it's gonna be like a fifty fifty, uh, you know, a timeshare with and McKissick as well. But a name starting running back in the thirteenth round, you really can't beat it. Right. Um, but hopefully. He can get back, hoping get back on the field this year. They're saying they're not going to push it. Obviously, I know um, I, I have an um, I have him on one of my benches too, and I really don't know what to do with him at this point. I I know I feel like I mean even if he comes back what week eight like are you I I I think best case scenario he comes back middle late November. He just had surgery. He got shot multiple times in his. He's a running back. He got shot in his leg. Right. It, even, even if he does come back and he's fully healthy, I don't think he's taking anywhere near the amount of snaps as he would have before no. this. So, no, I, yeah, I think I'm going to drop him and try yeah. to find another dart throw. Yeah, uh, I think I just convinced myself into dropping him too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, now Antonio Gibson looks like a steal, possibly. Right. Yeah. But no, hopefully, hopefully his recovery is uh, sooner rather than later. But hopefully, no matter what, he comes back better than ever. Um, but yeah, was there anything else? I don't. Any other news? Jimmy G staying with the Niners? Yeah, Jimmy G's a big one. I mean, I saw. Have you have you seen that girl on Twitter drawing Jimmy G until he gets traded? Yeah, she's gonna be up to like day two thousand now. Yeah. Oh <laughs> god, poor girl. So yeah, he's on a he's on a one year deal now and. If you're Trey Lance, you're not really nervous because, you know, he's still on a one-year deal. But, you know, you're more nervous than now that he's here knowing that the guy you replaced is now your backup. If you've shit the bed and, you you know, give the Niners a couple losses, Niners are going for a Super Bowl again. If you're the reason they lose a couple games, you might just have to put game manager Jimmy G in there, and I'm sure that's in the back of his mind. Oh, I mean, it's a guy who's led them to two NFC championship games in the past three years. Um, you know, one of them went to the Super Bowl and had the lead in the Super Bowl. Um, and I know he did obviously have the surgery in the offseason. But, yeah, I mean, if they, I don't know they're, who they play second week, but week one against the Bears should be a win for Niners. That's where I'd bet. 
if they come out, he looks bad, and then he gets another iffy game, you could be seeing Jimmy G starting week three, week four. Yeah. I think week one's a for sure win. I don't <laughs> Trey Lance's first game. It's going to be the sloppiest game ever, and I'm here for it. I get that, but also just like the Bears defense is top five defense. The Bear, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, the offensive line. I If the Bears keep it within a touchdown, I'd kind of be surprised. I, I am the exact opposite. I'd be surprised if they didn't keep it within a touchdown. I wonder why you're surprised. I This is going to be a sloppy 14 to 10 game. I'm calling it now. Oh, <laughs> but we'll get into week one preview next week. That'll do it for this week. Uh, follow us as always. TikTok at the kneel down Twitter at the kneel down pod. Cannot freaking wait for these weekly breakdowns. We'll see you next week. Next week. Thanks for listening. See you guys.